Welcome to The Unnoticed Entrepreneur. This show will tell you how to get the recognition you and your business deserve. Our guests share their practical insights and tools which you can use straight away. Your host is international entrepreneur, podcast host and author Jim James. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Unnoticed Show. Today I am going all the way to Israel and taking you with me to meet Nir Zavara. Nir, thank you for joining me today. My pleasure. So tell me, how do you help entrepreneurs get noticed? So we can all agree on something very simple. Every person on the planet wants to talk and every person uh, on the planet wants to be listened. If we know these common things, when I will ask you about, hi, Jim, how are you? Um, what do you do? You can ramble on and on for days, right? You won't shut up about it. Now, if I can ask you, to turn that into amazing content, there's two options. You'd say, I'd love to, but I don't know what to do, or I don't know what to say. All of a sudden, people clam up and they're stuck. So we help them understand that they can ramble on and on. We just need to find the right ways to record it and to create content. So, for example, I will jump on a call with you and ask you a simple question. Let's say... um. Could you give me three tips about podcasting? And you've done, what, 400 episodes so far? Yes, 430-something, yeah. Amazing. So I assume if I'll ask you to tell me in 60 seconds what you do in your podcast, how many episodes you've recorded, and three tips you could teach me when I want to start my podcast. And you probably say, I have at least a good uh, a dozen to give you. And I say, no, just three. And then if you could summarize that for an example. We record it now as we are on, on Riverside that we're doing now or on Zoom on anything. It's easier because you talk to a person and not to a black screen. And funny enough, you will have about four or five minutes of video content, what we call a pillar piece of content. We will then start dividing that. So every tip would be a video. We'll take one quote, we'll create. And I show them how they can create about 30 pieces of content on every social platform using a five-minute video. So, so simple, so easy. Well, you make it sound very easy, and yet most people really struggle, don't they, near me included, with canvas, blank piece of paper, blank screen. So what's your prompt question, or the question that prompts that conversation, I should say? So I think the main thing is, what can you teach me? Now, no one wants to hear about your problems. We don't care. We have our own. But if you can give me some value, right? Everyone talks about value, value. If you can teach me something. So if you write a book, people will say, oh, I've read these 30,000, 40,000 words, and I remember that one tip. So they've read, I don't know, eight hours of an audio book, or they read it, and in the end, they get one or two takeaway value, uh, um, takeaway uh, essence of that book. Everything in the end comes down to an essence of, this is what I've learned. If we do tips, it's easy. You can create many, right, on a weekly basis. And after I asked you about uh, tips for the podcast and you gave me a dozen, right? So we already have four videos. You can go on platforms like uh, the script, which is, uh, and we can put it in the notes. So simple because the moment you do that, you also have the subtitles. You can divide it. You can cut it into pieces. You can take one picture. Okay. You know, uh, we record in my office sometimes pictures and I go with faces. I don't know if you'll show it, but faces like that. And, and then we'll add that and we have a thumbnail. And we'll take a bit of a different face uh, of a smiling or a happy face and we'll put that on Twitter. Yeah, that's a really nice idea. Yeah, actually, I used Descript, discovered it about six months ago, and it's transformative for content creation and repurposing, isn't it, Nia? 
So if you guys look at it, it's interesting. You take a five-minute video, it's about a thousand words, something like that. You do the uh, transcript, that becomes your blog post, okay? That blog post, you can take and copy that URL to Medium. Now you have two articles. The main video will go on YouTube. Every tip will be separate. That's three more videos on YouTube. Then you can upload them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever you want. So that's another 16 videos. But the important thing is don't upload all of them at once. Now, what we're doing now is creating a content calendar. So I take four videos of five minutes that we've done and start putting them. So the main one will go on the first week, okay? But the second will go on the third or fourth and then on the ninth or 10th and so on. So if you film four, five-minute videos, you have about, let's say, 100 pieces of content for the next quarter. And it looks like the only thing you do in life is straight content. Really? So you're getting that much mileage out of really one very quick interview. That's amazing. Yeah, I was just uh, I was just in London for my new book writing. I'm finishing my new book that's called Fuck the Slides. And, and for 30 days, I didn't have any time to upload almost anything in terms of video. But my team kept uploading. Shorts, Twitter, Instagrams, whatever you want, it was there. So, so tell us then, before we get onto the book, um, which sort of scheduling to, do you recommend then, Nia? Because that's another part of the program once you've done production, post-production, then promotion, scheduling platforms. What do you recommend? So, you know, we internally, we use everything from uh, Monday to Trello to so many different platforms and then all the social platforms I won't go, go into. And it depends on the clients we have in my agency. So we do outsource marketing services. So we will take uh, a big content calendar, break it down. So companies work with different um, platforms. I think the, the simplest way, if you don't want to get confused, open a spreadsheet, record your five minutes and say, this is my main pillar. These are the four uh, videos, the main, the three tips, done. On top, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, add all those. And uh, by the way, if people are saying that Facebook is dead for us, that's amazing. We will go there. Okay. So, and remember that people can't handle, you can't do all the platforms. Okay. So for example, in the last couple of months, I'm enjoying more Twitter and a bit of LinkedIn. So that means that the usual content that we upload will go to all the platforms, but I'm less I, I dedicate less time now, for example, for uploading on Facebook or communicating there and mainly LinkedIn and Twitter. It might change, but in this way, I am there. My presence is there all the time, two or three times a week, but I don't, uh, um, I don't need to spend all my attention. There. Yeah. So I think that idea of focusing on one platform because you, you can schedule the posting, can't you? But actually it's the follow-up to get the engagement that really takes the time and can't be automated, isn't it? Exactly. So um, if you look at uh, Twitter, for example, or LinkedIn, I think LinkedIn is still very good in that. Um, all I'm interested is hashtags that might interest me, that might be relevant for my business, and that I will know how to help someone. So for example, I'll go on tweets and I, I follow the, the, the thread and then I look at the replies. So maybe in a good uh, thread about social marketing, I will see the, the guy uploaded five or six um, tweets. The fourth or the fifth are really good. I'll give my two cents. Everybody will see them. And then I'll go to the hundred comments and I'll start liking and re replying to things that I can ha give value. And again, that goes back to me wanting to be heard, right? 
Well, and also you wanting to serve others, though, isn't it? Yeah, you know, because you're answering other people's problems as opposed to necessarily just posting your own views. Yeah. That seems to be an important part of the puzzle. Yeah. And if you look at uh, servant leadership, by the way, you know, I'm a member of EO, the Entrepreneurs' Organization, and it's a lot about, I'm a member, I pay a lot of money to be a member, but I also volunteer my time to help other entrepreneurs in the organization. Some of them are very successful, much more than I am in terms of money or size or, I don't know, different uh, ventures. But I still volunteer my time to help improve the organization so they get better, they succeed, they grow, they hire more people and so on. So, for example, I'm in charge of the marketing for the last couple of years within EO. And in the last six months, I mainly focused on building a media house for entrepreneurs in Europe. So that would be interesting. Yeah, when you say media house, what do you mean? Sorry. So a media house means that we become the creators of the content. I don't need other platforms, but we build, um, for example, eoeuro.com is a website. We are now populating that with good stories by entrepreneurs. Not about EO, but success stories, interesting stories about love and uh, uh, failure and money and anything you can think about scaling. And people from all over Europe, we have 23 chapters, almost 1,800 members, are giving us stories. And then I'm doing a podcast like you are, um, interviewing EO members. And again, trying to give value for young entrepreneurs throughout the continent of Europe. And then we're now creating an interesting concept where I reached out to people from the same industry in different countries. And I'm going to facilitate, starting from January, facilitating an event. And imagine you have a PR agency and you have the chance to talk to people from different countries about the same topics and maybe get value and understand. What do you understand? That EO is the place to be. And if you want to open a PR or you have a PR agency at the beginning phases, there's value for you in listening. So, so one of the aspects there that's really interesting is about uh, grouping together, isn't it? That entrepreneurs spend you know, are a special breed, but regardless, any industry, for example, if you're in pharmaceuticals or manufacturing, you could actually aggregate the content from a number of people into one, as you call it, media house. You sort of like shared publishing, isn't it, Nir? So if we become strong enough, the next phase would be to launch an entrepreneur's newsletter, for example, okay? The newsletter will curate content from all the things we do the next step would be to create more content in terms of videos, more articles, our partners. So, for example, I know we signed with Fiverr as a partner. We want them to start giving us content and so on. And there's a lot of variations of how you start creating. Okay. Yeah, that's wonderful. So, now, to have a creating note, your book is F-U-C-K, and I've got to be careful for the for the Apple censors uh, with, with speaking that exactly. But your new book is not a fan of slides. So just tell us about that, Nia. So you're creating content, but not PowerPoint. Is that because you don't believe in slideshare? I'll, I'll surprise you, by the way. Go on. We still use slides. The problem is this. I've been doing um, mentorship and accelerators and hubs and, and startup companies and stuff for years. And I love it. But you go to a demo day, there's 10 companies, okay? I can't distinguish them. I can't understand what they do. I don't even get what's so interesting or different between, and they all look the The structure that we are used to doing is we will open a PowerPoint and start populating it. And then when I ask a startup or a manager, is your presentation ready? The answer is yes. My claim is they're not liars, but the presentation is not ready. The slides are ready. That means that we need to rethink the way we create the process. And I say, 
if the slides for a second, might, we'll get back to them. Why? Because that's the way the world works. You cannot talk to an investor and not have the slides. Those are a, a common way of doing things, right? But let's start with the story and let's start with what am I going to say? Now, I don't know, did you see the new Bond movie by accident? I did, yes. Slightly by accident, actually. Yeah. I loved it. I'm going to watch it again. And I saw Dune. And you know, I enjoyed Dune. I saw the Dune too, yeah. I like the version with Sting in it. Yeah, actually more, but... Oh, but I, 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 remember, I remember the trailers, okay? You go to the movies, you watch a trailer, and then by the end of the trailer, you say, you know what? Next summer, when this comes out, I want to watch it. And for years, we've called it the elevator pitch that doesn't have any slides, the pitch deck, and so on. And I'm, I'm renaming everything. And the first thing is this is going to be called the trailer pitch. In a demo day, in three minutes, you need a trailer pitch. It's enough things, so I get it. I want to get more. But you're not actually selling me everything. You're selling me on the idea. So the three-minute pitch has a structure, a hook, understanding what is in it. And then we build the slides. For example, in many cases, if we start with a good case study for 30 seconds, sometimes the next slide might be the competition and not necessarily right. problem solution. And if you look at entrepreneurs or again, company um, presentations, even you need to run through the slides. So they're not connected. They're not interesting. Okay. But if I will tell you an amazing story about something that happened to that kid, and you know, today there are a hundred million people like that in every single place that we can do and solve for them. And you have the chance of doing that, which is amazing. We might actually make a bit of money. And if you give us $100,000, we're going to change the world. Structure. Very nice. And also structure, but also listen to you, Nia. You also dropped into performance mode. Yes. And I think that's also really important, right? That what you've done really without highlighting it to us that you're about to do it, but your intonation your pace, your frequency of, of delivery. Yeah. That's also part of the art, isn't it? Yeah. So the book is mainly focused on the structure of it and how to create everything from the hook to making sure you have everything you need. There's also a chapter about the things you will need at a later stage in terms of, of content creation. One of them, by the way, uh, um, when people tell you before the meeting, if you could send me your deck, right? People have mistakenly for years sent the same presentation. And they can't be the same presentation. You know why? Because when I have the trailer pitch, I am the presentation, which means I can't, people cannot read. If people read, they can't listen. That's the way we're structured biologically. That, but the slides I need to send before we meet, I'm not there. I'm not present. That means you need all the content. By the way, the rename for that is the toilet deck because people will read it in their own free time. Most of them will do it on the toilet. Now, if we have this, the next step is kind of understanding the whole structure in terms of the design. How am I going to speak? Why sometimes a good pause is actually a good thing. It says something. And then lastly, um, everything to do with do's and don'ts of a presentation. And some of them talk about intonation, about why I love stand-up comedians. Okay. Why sometimes you need to understand that you are, for the sake of that presentation, you are God. You can say and do whatever you want. So when is this book coming out then, there? So it's interesting. Um, the plan is uh, first week of April, but uh, this is my third book. And every time I finish, I say, uh, I will never do it again. You're prolific. Now, just in the last couple of minutes that we've got you, 
apart from the books, how are you getting yourself noticed? You talked about Twitter and LinkedIn. Any other techniques that you can share on how you've been building your own business streetwise, for example? You know, you know on my website, nilzavalo.com, I wrote that uh, part of my, my vision or my life hope is I want to meet all the people on the planet or as many people as I can on the planet, and I want to do as much good. I also understand that most probably I will not meet all the people on the planet, and I won't always do good. So part of that is to understand that I do want to actively meet people. I learn from them. I grow. It's fun. Uh, the brainstorming, the just company. So um, March 20, I was in lockdown before the whole world went to lockdown in Israel, um, and then Global goes to lockdown. We lose about 80% of our business in less than 10 days. I'm still in lockdown. And I decided that the business is gone. I don't know what we can do. And the best solution is to start calling people on my phone. Every day I would call 10 people on my phone and say, hey, how's it going? Crazy time. How are you holding up? How can I help you? You know, I lost 80% of my business and uh, I have some free time. Do you need something? One person said yes. We got a client. Then we had a reach out from someone who does something similar in a different industry. So second client. And then we kind of started rebuilding that. Every day when I leave the office, I go on my motorbike. I have a, a speaker and I'll call someone that I haven't spoken to in a long time. And then in the end, it's about staying top of mind. Right. Yeah, that's fantastic advice, really. That at the end of the day, you've got to keep on providing service. And being a service is why you've been so successful. So if people want to find out about you, how can they do that, Nia? So I think um, my website has almost everything in terms of my blog, connection to uh, Medium and, and so on. Um, I'm spending more time on Twitter, just having fun and enjoying. Um, I haven't done that in a decade, so I'm still kind of like um, beginning stages. And uh, yeah, LinkedIn, email me at Zavao at streetwisecoil. I'm always happy to chat and talk. Great. And near Zavaro, I will also put all of your details in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your wisdom and all the great ways and a wonderful smile and passion and, and some great lessons about needing to serve people. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. You've been my absolute honor to have you as a guest on The Unnoticed Show. Thank you so much today. Bye-bye. We'd love to hear your takeaway from the show. Visit theunnoticed.cc where you can leave us a voice message and also ask any questions you have on getting noticed. If you like the show, then please follow or subscribe and share it with a fellow entrepreneur or on your social channels and at Jim A. James. What would really help is a rating. At theunnoticed.cc, we've got a dedicated page to make that really easy to do. Take a screenshot and share it on Twitter at Jim A. James and we'll repost it to get you noticed too. At theunnoticed.cc, you can also see our books, merchandise, useful tech apps, and sign up for our newsletter. Until we mic again, keep on communicating.